Hey, thank you all for hanging with us on today's Gone Outdoor Show, but don't go away yet because we still have one more great segment here on KWSN in Sioux Falls. Scotty Brewer, Kyle Agri, Brewer Agri Outdoors, and we're going to chat with Chad Schilling. We've had Chad on quite a few different times, usually talking either walleyes or, or pheasants or something, something outdoors. Chad is the owner of Oahe Wings in Walleyes. How you doing, Chad? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Doing very, very well. You know, you are honestly living in God's country. A lot of people think that they live in God's country, and a lot of and that's great. If you think you live in God's country, that's awesome. Good for you. Um, but in my mind, where you live really, truly is because you got so much outdoors. I mean, it's around you twenty four seven, and you are really close to what I would consider South Dakota's major walleye factory. Every state has their own walleye factory, as they call them, whether it's Devil's Lake in North Dakota or Skakawea or Lake of the Woods in Minnesota or Mille Lacs. But you you guys have Oahe, which really is a walleye factory. And where there's walleyes, uh, there will be people out chasing them in the wintertime. We, uh, we are extremely blessed, and during a day goes by, I don't try to find a way to enjoy it. Yeah. So we don't, up here, you know, we live in Fargo, as you know, as most of our listeners know. We don't hear a lot about ice fishing on Oahe, um, but I think there's quite a few people that do it. Isn't that right? It is. It's, uh, you know, it's something that's blown up. I think that is common all over the country, but um, just from our, in our backyard here, 20 years ago when I ran ice fishing groups, I didn't see people ever. <laughs> it was like, there'd be a few guys maybe in the bays or right around the access, but nobody traveled and nobody, you know, ventured out and just really fished like people do nowadays. And, uh, it's, uh, I would guess it had to be, or still is one of the fastest growing parts of the fishing industry is. Ice fishing has exploded. Well, and you know, think about it. Years ago when we went ice fishing, uh, most of us only did it when we could drive a truck on the lake. You know, nowadays you can get snowmobiles, four-wheelers, you can walk out. You know, there's so much of that going on. Gear is lighter, gear is more portable. So it's really opened up a lot of these areas where people feel comfortable. Why do you think that, that Oahe, over the years, you know, because they've been ice fishing on on a lot of the smaller lakes for years and years and years and years and years. Uh, but Oahe, I got to believe it's because of maybe running water scares them or water level scares them. But I, I've got to believe that there's good ice there much of the winter. You know, we have this year is an exception, even to the good ice we normally have this year. It's phenomenal. I, I personally have drove from Swan Creek all the way back in the Morro river um, and not seeing an active pressure ridge. I mean, that just, this year is not a year to set your standards and build your confidence levels because there are things to always watch for. Right now, it is pretty bulletproof. Um, to, to the exception, they've raised the water here this last, so oh, 10 days. Um, we held on for a long time. Now we have a little water around the edges. It's not dangerous except for wrecking a little equipment with these cold temperatures we're seeing right now. Um, it's refreezing. And once this weekend gets over, you know, today and tomorrow, I'm looking at back to easy travel everywhere. I seriously haven't put my suburban and four wheel drive in 10 days out there. So, I mean, 
it, but again, this is a rare year. Normally you got pressure ridges, you got moving water, it's a river system. The points where I'm normally, I will draw a map for anybody that, you know, goes through us or I'll do it for anybody in general. Anybody who asks, I'll draw a map to show them the areas to avoid. I fished on one of the worst ones uh, two days ago where half time the geese did all winter and there's 22 inches of ice there this year. So mm. it's, uh, this is not the year to come out here and, and decide where your boundaries are because it's pretty darn safe and it's, it's amazing access right now. That's a really good thing to hear for those folks who might want to give their hand at, uh, at fishing that body of water. So access is of course, one piece of the equation. Uh, Chad, what about the bite? How has the bite been out there this winter? How are the, the fish cooperating? You know, last year I honestly fished Lake Oahe about two times all winter because the, the ponds and the local ponds and the public ponds around here were on fire and the bite out there was, very very poor this year has been i mean i'm blown away by the ice fishing we've had now it's definitely it's a roller coaster but it's not the high peaks and low valleys on the deal you uh you have days where you struggle and about time you think the bite's gonna quit like i did the mobridge has their huge ice fishing tournament here a couple weeks ago and the bite was incredible leading up to it and go figure during the tournament got a little tougher (laughs) <laughs> and then immediately after it, I thought, well, that's it. It's going to be a tough winter. This last 10 days, two weeks was on fire. Okay, um, Chad, I got a question for people that most of the people that are thinking about fishing Oahe have probably fished it in the summertime. So the, yep. the, they got ideas, what's successful, what's not. You know, I know a lot of lakes, when you fish them, you know, you, you pick a natural lake, you fish it in the winter, it's especially this time of winter, um, it's going to be different. Fish are generally going to be in different spots than they are in the summertime. What are people looking for when they get out there on the ice? So it's amazing. The electronics, I used to be, for lack of better words, the man out here because I knew spots because I spent so much time on them. Now with the electronics, take your graph off your boat, have your contours. Um, I focus mostly on the longer points that extend out towards the channel. You know, I, I like, I love looking at the channel on the system. Like first thing I'll do is if I'm going to an area I haven't fished, which on here doesn't happen a whole lot, but there are times I'll watch where the old river channel goes. And when it bends close to a shoreline, I'll go to that area, pick a point that runs out adjacent to that deep water and start punching holes. When I start, I usually drill my first holes in that 40 to 45 feet, and I drill up until this last week. We didn't have to go in under 25 feet. Now this last week, half the bites we found are up in 15 to 18 feet. So it's, uh, I drill a big, long line of holes up onto the point, and I let the bites and the, and the sonars forward-facing or just the vexlar tell me what depth to focus on. And as soon as it slows down, go back to moving around. I tell guys, don't go out anchor down in the winter, just like you don't do it in the summer. I mean, if you catch fish, you can sit on them for a bit, but they have tails, as my dad always says, and they move. As soon as you're not catching them, go back searching. And uh, thank God, I mean, just what we're talking about, technology, the new uh, cord, or you know, uh, electric drills, it's made it so easy. I used to be in pretty good shape. Now I'm getting to be fat and old and drill twice as many holes. So it's, uh, it's just life's a lot better out there, but stay on the move and you can – usually stay on the fish 
You know, and I think all the auger manufacturers are looking out for us older guys, us old fat guys, because uh, they're making them lighter. As we get older, they make them lighter, so we can still keep doing it year after year after year, which is amazing. So, Chad, if somebody yep. would like to contact you, maybe about a guide trip, maybe about pheasant hunting, uh, how can they get a hold of you? Um, Oahe Wings and Walleyes is our webpage, but just oahewings.com. Um, Almost all the information is right there on the web. My, uh, I tend to be out of service, which is exactly where I like to be most of the time. <laughs> My wife, Shonda, is, I mean, the, the lady has done nothing but this kind of industry for 20 years. So she knows a lot of things. And uh, when people ask questions, they're pretty amazed. She can usually answer almost everything. So, And if she can't, she don't blow smoke. She's like, my husband will call you back on this one when I get time. But. <laughs> as you can hear, Chad is a wealth of knowledge as far as Lake Oahe goes. I don't know if there's anybody any better. And he is one heck of a nice guy. Chad, thank you for coming on Gone Outdoors. Thank you, guys. All right, special thanks to our Gone Outdoor Show sponsors, Ray Sport Marine, Adventure RV, Lakeland General Store, Devil's Lake Tourism, Linex of Fargo, Ion Ice Fishing, and Hot Hole Ice Hole Maintainer. Thank you for tuning in to Gone Outdoors today and follow along when you go out into the field, in the woods, or on the ice with Gone Outdoor Podcast at KWSN or on Apple Podcasts. Visit us at breweragreoutdoors.com. Follow us on social media. Until next week, from Scotty and Kyle, we will be gone outdoors. Mm-hmm.